Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hi, friends, and Happy New Year. Great to be able to share with you on this weekend. I trust you've had a great Christmas and holiday season and had some really meaningful times with family and friends. And so it's always a privilege for me to be a part of the Bayside online church services. And so thank you for tuning in, joining in with us wherever you may be coming from today. Welcome and really looking forward to sharing with you. Uh, The last few messages I've had with Bayside have focused around the area of self-care. You know, self-care is not selfish. When you look after yourself, it's one of the best gifts you can give those in your world because when you're doing well, everyone else benefits. And so we've covered a, a couple of messages over the last few months. I gave a message on how to nurture your emotional well-being, looking at the emotional part of our world. Another message on how to improve your physical health. Uh, when you're healthy, there's energy and everything goes so much better in your life. So doing what we can to look after our physical health. And then my last message was on how to improve your relationships. And uh, we're uh, creatures who are created to belong and have a sense of connection. Uh, Another way to look after yourself is in the area of personal growth. Uh, I found that when I'm growing and when I'm learning, uh, there's a sense of freshness and excitement and, and enthusiasm in my life. Uh, The opposite is true. You know, when I'm not learning or growing, life can become a little dull, a little routine and a little bit boring. And so as we're at the beginning of this new year, I'd like to share a message with you today called how to create a personal growth plan. How to create a personal growth plan. You know, it's quite humorous, but also sobering to realize a lot of people spend more time thinking about than planning their holidays than they do thinking about and planning their life. And so in our message today, let's think about your life. Uh, Where are you today? Where have you come from? Where are you heading? Where would you like to be, say, at the end of this year? And so we're going to cover a fair bit of material in our 20 minutes together today. So you might want to get a notebook, pen and paper, or get your computer out, or maybe have a re-listen to this message on the podcast. Uh, We're going to begin with a an exhortation from the Apostle Paul to a young leader named Timothy. And it's in 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 to 15. Paul says this, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set or be an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, to teaching. Don't neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message, When the body of elders laid their hands on you, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. I believe the Christian life is meant to be a life of progress. And so Paul's writing to this young leader, gives him a whole bunch of things to work on. Um, You know, work on your life, your love, your faith, your purity, read the scriptures, grow in your preaching and your teaching, work on those spiritual gifts. He gives him a whole bunch of things to do to intentionally improve himself. He says, if you do that, People are going to go, have you seen Timothy lately? Wow, has he progressed? And so your life is meant to be a life of progress. And so where will you be one year from now? What will your life be like? You know, some people grow old, but they don't grow up. (laughs) You know, a year from now, we don't want to just be a, a year older. We want to have grown in our character, in our gifts, in our contribution. We want to live a life of progress. I'm a basketball fan, and there's this Uh, coach in America called Pat Riley, and he once said this, excellence is the gradual result 
of always striving to do better. Excellence is the gradual result of always striving to do better. Sometimes we look at someone who excels in some sphere or some field of endeavor, and we go, wow, that's amazing. I could never do that. But what we don't see is we don't see the journey they've taken to achieve that level of excellence. An example, uh, when I was a, a teenager, I started to learn the piano. And I had a really good piano teacher. And so in a couple of years, I, I got pretty good on the piano. In fact, my youth pastor at that time said, Mark, I want you to play piano for youth uh, this coming week. And so I was a little bit nervous, but I had the music in front of me on the old upright piano in those days. And I was watching every note on the music. And God helped the meeting if the fan blew the music away because I was glued to every note. And uh, I, I did that for, for many, many meetings, many, many months uh, playing piano, really dependent on the music. Uh, eventually, I started to relax a little bit and learn to read the chord signatures, the chord symbols above the notes and, and just improvise a little bit and, and just relax a bit more. And, and I followed the structure of the song rather than all the details. I did that for many, many months. <laughs> I remember the first youth meeting, I actually had memorized the songs. I didn't need the music. And I actually looked around and said, oh, there's people in the meeting. <laughs> and I was free from the music. Now, you don't start there. You have to take the journey. Excellence is the gradual result of always striving to do better. And so wherever you may be today, it's not about comparing yourself to someone else. It's not about competing with someone else. It's about where are you today and what are the next steps you can take to grow in your uh, particular abilities. You know, so God's gift to you is your potential. Your gift back to him is what you do with that potential. And so the goal is not to compete with other people, but to be the very best that you can be. You know, if we took five areas of your life right now, let's take your enthusiasm or passion. Let's take your vision for your life. Let's take your organization. Let's take your prayer life and your people skills. Five important areas. And let's say on a scale of one to ten, Right now, you're a, a three out of 10 in these areas. Your, your, your enthusiasm is about a three. Your vision's about a three. Your organization's about a three. You've got a diary. You don't know where it is, but you've got a diary. Your prayer life's about a three. And your people skills are about a three. So you're below average in all of these areas. But you know, there's a synergy. If you multiply three by three by three by three by three, you get the number 243. That's your overall impact. Now, when you're a 3 out of 10, it's easy to look at someone who's a 9 or a 10 and just be intimidated and maybe overwhelmed. But here's the question. Could you move from a 3 to a 4 in those areas in the next few months? Could you lift your enthusiasm and passion? Could you lift the vision you have for your life? Could you improve your organization? Could you move your prayer life from a 3 to a 4? Of course you could. You could read a book on prayer. You could actually pray. You could go to a prayer meeting. You could talk to someone who loves to pray a lot and say, yeah, tell me, what do you do? How do you talk to God? You could move from a three to a four in your prayer life and you could do the same in your people skills. And you know, if you go from a three to a four in those five areas, although it's only a small improvement, if you multiply four by four by four by four by four, it equals a thousand and twenty-four. You've had a 400% overall impact increase just by making some baby steps, some improvements in a number of areas in your life. And that's what Paul's saying to Timothy. Timothy, just keep working, keep growing, keep creating a personal growth plan and people are going to see progress in your life. So how do we do that? 
There's so many ways to keep growing today. Obviously, there are books you can read. If you don't like reading, you can listen to audios of books. You can sign up for some podcasts or seminars, webinars. You can do some formal training. You can get a mentor or a coach. There are so many different ways to grow in our life today. But I want to just take you a few, a couple of, take you through a couple of steps to create a growth plan for this year, 2021. Uh, it begins by thinking about your life, and I'd encourage you, if you haven't already, to do a bit of a review of last year. You know, when you're driving your car, you're mainly looking through the front window, but there's that rear view mirror, and you don't want to be looking at it all the time. But every now and then, you want to see where have you come from. And so, yes, we want to focus on the new year, but let's take a few moments, and I'd encourage you to block out some time, maybe this week, to reflect on last year and ask yourself some important questions. What went well last year? Things you're grateful for, things you want to celebrate. What didn't go so well last year? Did you have some disappointments, maybe some regrets that you just need to acknowledge? Uh, how would you live differently if you had last year all over again? Uh, was there anything missing in your life last year that you'd like to include this year? Uh, what did you learn in 2020? Well, what themes or patterns emerged in your life? These are some of the questions you can ask as you review last year. See, the unexamined life is not worth living. And it's not experience that's the greatest teacher. We've all got a lot of experience. It's only as you reflect on your experience that you can turn those experiences into wisdom or insight for life. And so begin by reflecting on last year. What did you learn from last year that you want to integrate into your life this year. The second, step in, the second step in creating your growth plan for this year is, yes, think about last year, but what, what is your why? What, what is your purpose? When you wake up in the morning, what, what, why are you living? What are you focused on? I believe none of us are an accident. God has a purpose and plan for each of our life. We've only got one life to live, and so we want to live it to the fullest. And so what is your purpose? What is your why? One exercise to help you do this is to ask yourself three questions. Firstly, what are you good at? What are your gifts and talents and abilities and experiences? What are you good at? Secondly, what do you care about? You know, what, what excites you? What gets you uh, energized? What concerns you have? What brings you joy? What, what do you care about? And then thirdly, what are the needs of the world? You know, what are the, 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 the things in the world that uh, you see needs to be, need to be changed? Maybe a service you could offer or a product or a cause you could champion. And, you know, the intersection of those three questions, what are you good at, what do you care about, and what are the needs of the world? At the intersection of those three questions is your why, is your purpose, is your unique contribution. And, you know, when you find your why, when you find your purpose and you're living for that... It's a sense of joy in your life. It's a sense of effectiveness in your contribution. When you don't know your why, when you're unsure of that, then we often are frustrated and we live ineffective lives. And so think about your life. Where have you come from? What did you learn from last year? And what is your why? What is your purpose? What is your unique contribution? Another step in creating our personal growth plan for this year is to think about the many hats that you wear. You know, we all have a portfolio of roles that we have at any given moment in time. For instance, as a family member, you might be a son or a daughter, a brother or a sister, a husband or wife, a partner, a parent, a grandparent. In your work life, you might be an employee, 
or you might be a team member or a manager or a CEO. You'll also have other roles as friend and neighbor and maybe a student. And you could be a volunteer at Bayside Church. And so we all have different roles, different hats that we wear. And these change through different seasons in your life. And so what are your roles? What are your hats that you've got in your life right now? For me, I have five primary roles. I'm a person that helps me think about my own health and well-being. I'm a family member. Right now, I'm a husband, a father, a brother and also a grandparent. Thirdly, I'm a communicator that involves my speaking and training and writing. Uh, Fourthly, I'm a leader, including being a coach to some other leaders. And fifthly, I'm a business owner. So they're my five roles. And so it's really important that you identify the roles that you have, try to limit them to five, six or seven at the most. And then once you've thought through those roles, what kind of person do you want to be in each of those roles? Uh, It might sound a little bit morbid, but sometimes it's good to imagine your own funeral. (laughs) And imagine at your funeral, you're going to have someone from every sphere of your life speak about you. Someone from your family, someone from your workplace, someone from your church, someone from your community. What would you like them to say about what kind of a person you were? You know, if you could imagine that and get that picture vividly in your mind, then that helps you to begin today to become the kind of person you really want to be remembered for. Of course, our goal should be to do well in all of these roles. You don't want to succeed in one area and not in others. For instance, you could be a successful business person, but if you lose your family and lose your health as a result, well, that's not an ideal outcome. And so think about the roles you have, the hats you wear, and endeavor to do well in each of those contributions. Next, think about the next steps you want to take. You know, many people set New Year's resolutions and... uh, Uh, Studies show that 25% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions within one week. Another 60% abandon them within six months. Interestingly, the average person makes the same resolutions 10 times without success. And so the truth is New Year's resolutions often don't work, but goal setting does. Psychological studies tell us that the very art of setting a goal and writing it down, um, the likelihood of achieving that goal is around 42%. And so it's something powerful about writing down your goals. Now, I know some of you listening today love setting goals, and you've probably heard about SMART goals, S for specific, M for measurable, A for actionable, R for realistic, and T for time bound. Set smart goals. You know, just saying I want to lose weight. Well, that's not very smart. But saying I want to reduce my weight to 95 kilograms by the end of the year, that's a very specific, a very smart goal. Uh, Saying I just want to get better at helping others, that's a bit vague. But saying I want to complete a diploma in business coaching by June 30th this year, that's, that's very specific. That's very smart. And so SMART goals are helpful. Some of you don't even like the word goal. It all sounds a little bit corporate for you. And I understand that. So maybe think in terms of next steps. In each of those roles that you've written down, what are the next steps you want to take this year to become the person you want to be? And then you need a regular timeout. I'm a sports lover. I love basketball, I love football. And in most sports, there's moments in the game where there's a timeout. And in the timeout, there's a pause in the action. All the players can catch their breath. But it's just a chance to review how we're going. And I reckon in your life, you need a regular timeout. I encourage it on a weekly basis. And I do this once a week. I actually make an appointment with myself 
for about 60 to 90 minutes. And in that time out, I do three things. I look at my goals. I look at my next steps and just see how am I going with who I want to be and where I want to head this year. Secondly, I review the week that's just gone by. How did it go? Are there any loose ends I need to pick up? Anything I need to follow up? And then I preview the coming week. You know, the cumulative effect of doing that year after year, of having a weekly timeout, helps me to keep on track because we all drift. And unless you've got some way to get back on track, you'll not see your good intentions achieved. And so that's a great habit to have. And so uh, there's just a few steps, a few things to encourage you today as you create a personal life plan. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, here's a bunch of things to focus on. Here's some growth areas. And if you do that, people are going to see your progress. And so my goal for you, our prayer at Bayside for you this year is you won't just have another year under your belt. You won't just grow another year older, but you'll have a year of progress. That won't happen just by accident. It has to be intentional. Now, some of you are excited about this growth plan. Some of you, this is a little bit overwhelming. And so I want to encourage you today. God has given you one life and it's meant to be a life of progress. And so think about your life. Just like you think about a holiday, you plan for a holiday, think about your life. And I pray that these steps will be helpful for you today. Thinking about your purpose, thinking about your why, considering the various roles that you have, the hats that you wear, thinking about the next steps that you want to take, and then having some kind of a timeout where you, you, you just kind of connect with where you want to be and the kind of person that you want to be. And I believe as you do that, uh, you're going to see some great progress in your life this year. That's my prayer for you. Let's pray together now. Dear God, thank you for Bayside today and what an amazing journey it's been. What incredible progress the church has made from year to year in living out its vision to courageously love and empower people to become like Jesus and to fulfill its mission to be a Christian community working together in justice, mercy and faith. And every year we see that becoming more of a reality. I pray for every individual today, Lord, uh, for those that don't know you, that even now, Lord, they would open their heart and you would make yourself real to them, that they would be saved. But we're not only saved to go to heaven one day, we're saved and called with a holy calling. And so I pray that each one of us would have a sense of our mission, our purpose, our why. We know what we're good at. We know what we care about. We know what the needs of the world are. And we've got that sense of uh, motivation and momentum through getting up every day with a real sense of passion to live a life of purpose. And so I pray for each of us as we, in our own unique ways, craft a plan for growth this year, that this will be a year of incredible progress, incredible fruitfulness, and we'll find a real joy in that journey. And in the process, be an amazing blessing to all of those around about us. I ask this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, Bayside, and all who have joined us today. I'm praying that this year will be an amazing year of progress in every area of your life. God bless you. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.